And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. Okay? That's where our help comes from. First, too often we find ourselves at war within ourselves. And there is a part of us that operates in the form of despair. That is the new us fighting against the old us. It's not exclusive to the New Testament, by the way. It's just that now we have more wisdom and better tools to fight against it. Can you say Jesus is our hope? You better. Next, the biblical version of commend is to entrust for protection. We are commended to God. That means we are entrusted to God for his protection. And we are also commended to God's word of grace. It's not to his word of discouragement. In truth, the word helps build us, build us up, gives us an inheritance, and helps separate us and separate apart from the world's judgment. And if you're taking a look around, that would be very good. And finally, we review our good friend Joseph, a man who did no wrong, was falsely accused, despised, and forgotten. Wouldn't it be awesome to be like Joseph? <laughs> you may be thinking, that doesn't sound too cool. But remember what God did. and everything Joseph went through, God was for him and rescued him from all his troubles. Now, how does that sound? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. How much more? A lot more. A lot. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. That is when you have the opportunity to talk to Captain Chris. And that's when you know you're sailing in the right direction. You see, see that? The right direction. I love that. Okay. Okay, so here's the uh, bottom line to everything. Okay? We got somebody calling in. I didn't even ask the trivia question yet, which means probably not trivia. Uh, bottom line is, I just want to make sure everybody knows, the show's basically a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family, with maybe a little more Steve Burton in there. <laughs> from time to time. Here's the, the element. It's not professional radio. I don't like professional radio. We hit our cues pretty good. I mean, we're not bad and stuff like that. 
But it's just not a pro show. We just don't do every. Oh, it's a pro. No, this is me, you, fellowship, and us just trying to encourage one another as we see the day getting closer. And man, is the day getting closer. I want to say that. So before we go to our caller, I just want you to be aware that you're going to have an opportunity to answer trivia. You're going to have an opportunity to share a prayer request or a praise report. You can share a thought that's going on. If you if you uh, just want to kind of talk about something, you're, it's open to you. You have that opportunity because this, it's not your church, but it is a fellowship. So let's support and strengthen and bless one another. That's our goal. Okay? All right. We'll get to the trivia in a second. Let's go ahead and take this call. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Troy, David. Hi, Troy. How you doing? Uh, every time I, I think of you, I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like no, my wife. Uh, no. <laughs> I want to ask you something, David. Uh, you know, uh, each state in the United States got five or six homeless people. I mean, hundreds of hum- homeless people. You know what I mean? Well, every state has people that are that are not. Yeah, every pe- every state has people that are homeless. That's correct. All right, Agatic stands. They're gonna bring thousands over here. Where are they gonna put them? Yeah, they're not. You know that, and they're not asking, are they? So they're just they're just doing it, and that's one of the. You know, Troy. That's a, the point. That's great. There is that the things that are going on in this nation, the the Christian the the Christian. You talk to them. I talk to Christians on a regular basis. I get texts like throughout the entire night. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, people are like, you know, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. You want to do something that's going to be extremely helpful. Petition God to change the government. That's what you want to do because you're not going to rise up and, and, and fight from a, a militia point of view in the context of, of shooting people because that's not what the Christian call is. But we can change the situation by asking God to change the hearts of the people who lead. I've always thought of these homeless people over here in the United States because they're always bringing other people in from other yeah. countries and setting them up, paying for their rent paying for their food. Uh, they pay for everything for them people. And Guatemala, all them people down at the border coming in. What are you going to do with all of them? Yeah, that's the, I understand exactly what you're saying. And this is, a, a, this is one of the issues, what we would call a default of leadership, because that's my, where we're having the problem. My house rent was $600 a month to about a month ago. He went up $350. You know the reason he went up $350? Because he thinks I'm going to move, and he's going to rent this house for twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, I can't, and I can't answer that. What I can tell you is that everybody had better stand firm in their faith, because things are not going to get prettier as the time gets closer. That's for I sure. I know that. You know that. Don't you? Now they got bases over there for them ragheads. Yeah, they can. Sh- yeah, I got you, and, and I think it's really important, Troy, to catch that. And I, and I did, didn't want to just have to cut you off, but we our time is tight, and I want to make sure you understand. We, I get it. I get it. But the answer for the Christian is to pray that God will change things. And if he's not going to change things, then you need to pray for endurance because some people are going to go through this, and they're going to bail. And it's like, that's not a good idea, right? All right. All right, uh, we'll skip the trivia. We'll just do the teach real fast. You want to do that? And then we'll come back to it. 
That's one of the things. That was Captain Chris's first experience with Troy. Did you like that? This is interesting. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, as long as you got that. Psalm 42.5, here's the passage, and I want you to get this. Ready? Why am I so depressed? That's That's what David wrote. Why this turmoil within me? Aha, that's the difference. Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. Let's get this straight. King David was a great guy. Just read the Psalms. He's fantastic, right? He made a couple of big, big, big time boo-boos. Big time boo-boos, by the way. And he even says, I'm depressed. I got stuff going on inside of me. It's driving me nuts. I'm just like, I'm going nuts here. So he's like, why am I so inwardly disturbed? And he makes this statement. Put your hope in God. When you're going through the inner conflict and the new you is fighting the old you and you sometimes feel like banging your head against the wall, you have to choose where to find your strength. And here's what David says. Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him. What does that mean? That means that even though he's going through it, and he was going through it, he made the decision— to keep on praising the Lord. He made the decision to keep on acknowledging God. And then he even says, my Savior and my God. So Troy brings up a great point. Things are going kind of crazy all over the place, right? Your answer is not going to come from, I know, I know people want me to say, it's going to come from a political party, Dave. Okay, Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Let's line up and see how many people fit into every man. Oh, every man. Oh, okay. See, here's that's easy. So you do that, you understand that the salvation for us as a people, as a nation. Remember, we're looking for a city and uh, and an architect who who's uh, and the builder who's God. We're looking for a heavenly city. We're not. We're not. This is this isn't the. This is the stepping stone to the real place. You kind of like on the way. What is that? You're on the way. You're going across the creek. Kind of thing to get to the the nice house. Here's something you need to hear. Okay, you ever you know what an acronym is where they have like letters like we do with DNA and so on and so forth. Listen to this one. Ready? Tell me if you like this one. Hope. Heaven, orchestrating peace in everything. Heaven, orchestrating peace in everything. Were you telling me that that we should have hope? Yes. That's exactly. I can't say that any clearer. Wait. Have hope. Because why? Because if you don't, you're just going to be depressed and you're just going to have that fight within you. But we're supposed to put our hope in God, believing that heaven's going to orchestrate peace in everything. And we don't have, oh, cool. And because heaven is going to orchestrate peace in everything, hope. I will still praise him because he is my Savior and my God. If anything, all the things you see around you should make it absolutely clear that small g cannot answer your issues. And every other thing that takes place is still in surrender to God, period. Yeah, I want to hang out with the guy that's in charge. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas. 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I was just telling uh, Captain Chris, so our joke thing has got like one-liners in it. It's like a like nine or ten one-liners, so I'm going to let you, I can do two of them, and then you can comment too. And like, okay. <laughs> He's looking at me like, sure, Dave. Okay. Uh, here we go. Ready? All right. True or false? Okay. True or false? Peter denied knowing Jesus no more than twice. True or false? Jesus 
or Peter denied knowing Jesus no more than twice. True or false? There you go. That is the question. You think, well, that seems easy. Is it? Hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. We are a little behind in some of our things, and so I'm doing uh, the jokes because you want to know why? It's Friday, and I've already heard enough bad news to make me... What's the expression I want to use? Nah, I just I won't use it. <laughs> I've heard enough, and uh, so I want to do these. So I'm going to do what uh, these are what kids uh, ask God for. What kids ask God for? If none of these make you laugh, take your pulse. Okay. Right. Here's the first two. First one, uh, dear God, please put another holiday between Christmas and Easter. There is nothing good in there now. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but I asked what I asked for was a puppy. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? Not bad. All right. Dear Mr. God. <laughs> this is a child, right? I wish you would not make it so easy for people to come apart. I have had to have three stitches and a shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Uh, God, I read the Bible. What does beget mean? Nobody will tell me. Love <laughs> Come on, folks. That's a good one, right? All right. Uh, let's see. Dear God, is it true my father won't get into heaven if he uses his golf words in the house? <laughs> These are pretty funny, actually. Not too bad. And then, uh, dear God, my grandpa says you were around when he was a little boy. How far back do you go? <laughs> And then the last one for this. uh, Dear God, did you mean for giraffes to look that way or was it an accident? (laughs) What do you think? Do you like those? Those aren't too shabby. (laughs) Don't tell me that's not funny. The one about the begat is so funny. I mean, is that not? That's just like, that's like classic. (laughs) Nobody will tell me what it means. Uh, Aren't kids great? They're great. Okay, we ready for this? Uh, do we have somebody who's uh, answering? Yes, answering. Okay, I'm leaning over. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Where's the ring? There it is. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, it's Deborah. You know what? I thought yesterday was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot going on, do you? <laughs> oh yeah, too much. <laughs> too much of nothing. That's great. Well, that's okay because uh when we were on I think it was Wednesday, I got home and I was talking to Noel and I go, What day is it? <laughs> just literally just like it just like totally evaded me as to what day it was. I've done that so many times. It's like what what day is this? And then I thought Well, oh, you know, I- I, I know you'll get my drift. I know you're having a wonderful day so far. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just smile and praise the Lord and think the Lord has a very specific purpose, and I am going to trust him for it. And then you just keep there going. There you go. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the question, and I, I know you caught this. So true or false, Peter no more than twice denied knowing Jesus. True or false? Uh, that's definitely false. That is correct, Amanda! 
It's amazing that people would be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just, see, you had to ask it that way because if I said Peter denied Jesus two times, that would be correct, but he, he actually denied him how many total times? How many was it? Three. That's correct again. You are great. <laughs> and then, wait, we'll just do the little topper at the very end. And how many times did Jesus restore him by saying, Peter, do you love my sheep? How many times did Jesus do that? Oh, I forgot. That's three. He, so he restored him for as many times as, as Peter denied him. See? Okay, that's, okay. That's right. That's I forgot. A, that's a good one, though. Yeah, good job, though. So, And that's so funny about you thought yesterday was <laughs> Oh, that's why hey, you said have a, game, have a good a weekend. Request. My friend Susie went in the hospital oh, last oh. night. Oh, she did? And she asked me if he would pray for her God's protection so she doesn't get COVID, and if she could just get her health back, that'd be awesome. Let's pray for her right now, because I do pray Thank for you. her on a regular basis. Let's pray for her. Father, we lift up Susie to you right now. Everybody does. We all just take our faith and put it together, Lord. You're the you're the only one that can do the things that we need done in this situation. We ask you to protect Susie. She, we don't want her to get COVID. We don't want her to have any more trouble or struggles that she's, uh, she's already got a, a ton of stuff she's working through we just ask you to speak life speak that very principle of hope into her heart and don't let her don't let her fall under despair but instead let her understand that there's a new day coming a new dawning of a new day and that's going to fill her with joy and with grace and we just ask you to give her that insight that she could see that that you are a god of hope and comfort and she would find rest in that in jesus name amen and amen amen thank you so much david and y'all yeah. have a good weekend all right you got it and boy that was right on target this time so good job <laughs> <laughs> thank bless you, you. <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye hey, we just have so many cool people uh, okay, so a lot of people, and you wouldn't believe how many, we got a whole bunch of new texts on people going, that's false, that's false, that's false, right, because no more than two times, that was kind of sneaky. Hey, sometimes I'm a sneaky guy, that's how that goes. Uh, and, and if you're really old, you'll know what this reference is. Everybody into the pool. Okay. Uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, is there anything else we're supposed to do? I'm so far behind. <laughs> I don't know, but those jokes were funny. They were some pretty good ones. Nobody will tell me what begat is. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. So it's really important to understand commend in the biblical definition of commend. So we'll say, oh, I want to commend that person. It's almost like we give them an acknowledgement. Like, uh, I want to commend that person for doing such a great job. That's how we use it, right? But really, in this text and in the Greek, the commend means to deposit or to uh, to entrust for protection is the is the the usage that is in the context here. And so it's important for us, and I just find it amazing that this second line that I wrote, I wrote this long ago, but just apply it to everything that happened yesterday in the news and then tell me what you think. It's important to understand that we are to uh, entrust ourselves to God and not to the government or to the world. And it's like, why can you not entrust yourself to the government or to the world? Because they're all liars, no matter what you tell me. I'm not picking sides. They're all liars. And it's like, oh, no, this side doesn't lie. Oh, no, this side doesn't lie. 
<laughs> Everybody is a liar, according to Romans chapter 3, 4. And it is true that some people are worse than others, but being worse at staining something doesn't mean that the other people aren't staining something. Mm, that's what you got. I like, oh, well, that's true. Only the big G is where you want to be commended to, to where you want that protection, to where you want that uh, entrustment, to where you want somebody to deposit. You want your life to be a deposit in the Lord because every other deposit has an attachment to, of insurance that hardly ever pays. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But with God, it's an absolute. We are commended to God and to his word of grace. It's not a word of discouragement. It's a word of life. It doesn't mean you get to pick and choose just different portions of the scripture as to make you happy, because that's not what it says. We're supposed to teach the full counsel of God. And I will be really honest, there's a lot of teachers, great Bible teachers, that stay away from very particular areas. It's like, I understand. I understand what they're doing. I get it. Uh, but you can say two or three points of view and not force people to pick one. That's just my take on it. That's how I look at it. I'm not Jesus. I can't teach with the authority that Jesus can, and neither is anybody else on the planet right now. So the point in that is understanding that the word of his grace, which is the word of God, is also something that's used in our lives to for us to be uh, entrusted for protection. The word of God builds you up. You hear me say it on a regular basis, You get, and for those that are new, please don't get offended. you got to get your BFN in the book. Now, you, Captain Chris doesn't know what BFN is, so i got to explain that. Your BFN is your big fat nose. <laughs> See, that's why I like Captain Chris, because he laughs at all my jokes, although they pay him to that. But it's still, that's not the point. The point is, that's a good one, right? That's good. Yeah, BFN. Get your BFN in the book. Because it's only by absorbing that word that you get it. You can get so caught up in watching the news and the, and the internet and so on and so forth. It's like, well, that's fantastic. A hundred years from now, all those systems will be gone. But you know what won't be gone? The word. This is just a fact. Well, that's not fiction. That's fact. See, the word's been going on for 2,000 years. It's already outlasted every kingdom. That's the whole point. That's, that's historical fact. The word of God has outlasted every kingdom of man thus far and will continue to do so. The Word of God builds us up, it gives us an inheritance, and it sanctifies us or sets us apart from the nuttiness of the world. Well, we need that. I need to be set apart from that because it's, there's just weird stuff going on all over the place. Okay? All right. Take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like this KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. Until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I need to tell you guys a couple of things that is relatively important. One, um, so the uh, uh, DJR, uh, DJR Broadcasting, the corporation, they're the ones that put together those commercials here. I don't want you guys to think I wrote something that was like, you know, Hey, listen to me. Hey, I'm Kermit the Frog. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't want you to go down that road. That's not what's going on there. Uh, but we do do a lot of the David Spoon experience, and that the, the, it's not even a branding purpose. It's just that we are aware that when people hear the repetitiveness, they have a, a uh, an ability to identify, and that's really where that comes from. So my, my I, did, I do the one thing, but I didn't write the other thing, so I just don't want you to, you know. It's not quite like that. And, and, and for those that are wondering, are you ever humble? You still got to walk into my house. <laughs> find, out, find out exactly who's in charge from the moment I get home. It's, it's, it's Levi. It's Bert. And then Noel runs the domain. And I just visit. <laughs> That's how our house is. Okay. Uh, I just want you guys to know as much as you can know. And I did find it funny that Kurt goes... You say, don't go anywhere. I went to the kitchen. <laughs> ah, you went to the kitchen, did you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, uh, get the horn ready. Let's play the horn. Get ready for this next one. Okay. Who is the... F- you heard the horn, so I don't have to explain what that means. That means you got to be kind of extra careful. Who was the first disciple to enter the tomb between... 
the running disciples. Okay? Okay, this is, I think, the, this is the first or second time that Annika answered this question. Who was the first one to enter? Who actually entered, not who got there first, okay? Because you can run the entire race and get right up to the actual tape, but if you stop right there at the tape and don't go through it, hey, you didn't go in first. That's the question, 972-445-0770, if you want to call in for an answer. Uh, if you uh, want to text in, 214-210-8483, or if you want to, what's the website? Website, uh, not website, the email, david at he must increase. <laughs> this has to be Friday. It just has to be, right? Let's do the website where it's a, pla- it's a place to give, which we could use. We're a little low. Not terrible, but low. Low enough to go, hey, give. Uh, he must increase.org. Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. Now, the only reason we did that horn is because we did talk about this before. So there was two apostles. They ran to it. We said, who got there first? That's one question. This is who went in first. That's a different question. Uh, let's do our history real quick. History. Let's go. All right, let's see if you guys can remember some of this. Today is National School Picture Day. I mean, one of the more bizarre days of all, right? I mean, is that just like the, like, you know, and then whatever that picture was, (laughs) that's who you were. That's why that didn't go well for me. Uh, It's also National Hot Dog Day, and I am a large Hebrew National fan, okay? Not just because I'm Jewish, but because I'm Jewish. No, no, it's, it's... See, if you got the joke there, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even wonder. And then the other thing is today is is TV Dinner Day. And I don't know if you guys remember or not TV Dinner, but back in the 70s, they had this uh, character named Libby. And his name, he was a character called Libby the Kid, and they had the Libby TV Dinners. And he would say, that's Libby the Kid, that's Billy the Kid spelled sideways. Sort of. feel so sorry for you guys. Uh, okay, 1922 on this day, Our Gang Little Rascal did their first release of the Our Gang Little Rascal comedy shorts. One Terrible Day deba- uh, debuted in theaters. It was the fourth film produced in the series, but the first to be released was done by Hal Roach, uh, Sun- Sunshine Sammy Morrison, Jackie Condon, and then uh, Mickey Daniels. And then the last thing for those that are Super, super sci-fi fans. I'm a super sci-fi fan, not a super, super. Uh, 1993, on this day, The X-Files aired its first episode. I really just never, I don't know. It was not my, no, it was always more Star Trek-y. You know, I don't know. I always thought, you know. Nah, hey, what did you do? And then last but not least, 1846, uh, Elias Howe patented the sewing machine on this day in 1846. Long time ago. All right, we have our trivia question, and we're going into our teach, and this is a really a cool teach, and I kind of want to share it kind of from an intimate point of view. So you have this opportunity. Who was the first disciple to enter the tomb, to actually go in the tomb? 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483 uh, to text or david at he must increase.org. Cover everything? Good? Yeah? Good? All right. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. We're going to be getting to this, but I wanted to kind of uh, jump ahead just for this one particular one. There is salvation in no one else, 
This is Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. This is Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. There's many people that are like, woo, we don't like that. And the answer is too bad. Here's God's response. Don't care. Okay. Everybody thinks that God cares about what people think about him. You are sadly mistaken. God does not care about his PR. He cares about his kids and his truth. Doesn't care about what the world thinks. God's not up there going, oh, I'm not getting enough points in the polls. The Lord doesn't care. How many ways are there to get to heaven? Ready? One. John 14, 6. Boy, that was fast. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I'm just going to repeat it because I don't want anybody to miss it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. How many ways? One. Jesus said he is the door. He is the gate. He is the way. He is the one. He is the son. He is the Messiah. He is the truth. He is the light. He is the rabbi. And he is the life. It's like, wow. Got all those titles. Then you go back to Acts chapter 4, verse 12, where it is the extension. Remember, Acts is the extension of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I understand that they don't do it perfectly, but then again, they're not Jesus, so we're not really expecting them to do it perfectly. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John lead us to Acts, and Acts is how the people took it after the Holy Spirit fell and what they did with it. Here is what you have in Acts 4.12. There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. But what about all those people that are on the islands? Well, first of all, not a single person who ever says that has ever given a nickel to any of those people. So that's not really the concern, is it? Number two, that's for God to take care of. It's not my issue. That's why I'm not God. That's why you're not God. That's why we let God be God. That's easy. And number three, that sounds really fantastic, but if somebody rejects Jesus Christ, they're not the person on the island, so they have a whole other issue going on. Here's the, the key, right? There's no other name by which access is granted. It's God's plan. It's God's call. It's God's system. It's God's method. Eternal salvation is through Christ alone. We have no need to apologize on our part. We're not the ones giving eternal life. Eternal life doesn't come from David Spoon. It doesn't come from Captain Chris. It's not coming from Jennifer. It's not coming from Don. It's not coming from us. Eternal life is God's alone to give. And he's he's at this funny capacity. He can create the universe. Let's go out on the limb and say, we could probably write a book. Yeah, that's good. He can create the universe. The dude can probably write a book. Okay. That's not a big leap. And we don't have to apologize. We're blessed to be his ambassadors. So this weekend when I'm doing my devotions, listen to this. Listen to this verse. It's so it's such a great verse. Listen to how wonderful this is. Now, this is in the NLT. And for those that are King James only, cover your ears. 
Okay, but this is in the NLT New Living Translation. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. (laughs) Just like, wow! If you don't know that in that translation, you should at least read it. Even if you're a King James-only person, which I don't really have a problem with, I just don't agree, but I don't have a problem with it. Here's the bottom line. Listen to verse 22, Romans 3.22, because we always talk about Romans 3.23, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody knows that one. But the one before it is so awesome. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. That's the gospel. See, there, there. I don't know why we have made an emphasis on that verse, because that's, that's just so loaded with greatness and truth. And Jesus is the way. And we are right with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. Bing! Want to make it complex? Go ahead. You know, we had the Ten Commandments, right? Which we, they couldn't even keep. Let's be honest. Jesus makes it a summary of two, which most people still don't keep. He notes two, right? Right? And then we get to the churches, and the churches are, you know, hey, we love Jesus. And then the church creates its own Ten Commandments, which it doesn't say to anybody. It's not really Ten Commandments. We just hold these things to be true and don't let anybody tell. We don't tell them otherwise. You know, we don't, you know, we don't smoke, drink, or chew, or hang around with them that do. Yeah, well, Jesus did. So anyway, the bottom line is, it's through Jesus. And you and I should be like, because if it was through you and I, we'd have lost it ages ago. Get it? All right, we're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. And when we come back, I'll answer the trivia. Don't go anywhere. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in 
I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God and they say, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. People are like, well, that's that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we have on the line a caller. We're going to reach over and hit the buzzer there. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. How are you? Excellent, Joy Ann. It is awesome. Always a privilege to hear from you. Always from you and Cordelia. Love you guys. You're fantastic. Oh, we love you too, and we pray for you. And may your lesion on your scalp heal quickly. We we heal for you mm-hmm. and all the other things going on. It just means that you're in the um, crosshairs of the devil, I think, because yeah. you're just making such an impact so i I will answer the trivia question and then can i uh, give a comment or two sure all right so let's go to the trivia question who was the first disciple to enter the tomb our beloved peter that is correct amundo You are right. So Peter and John run there. It's, what, it's something that I taught on a while, while back, a long while back. So Peter and John run there, and, and John outruns Peter, so there's not, it's not an argument or anything like that. But then John stops, and you got to give Peter credit. He just keeps going right in. And it's like that. Sometimes <laughs> that bold faith right into the tomb, not even waiting. So I just I- love that kind of thing. The Lord uses all kinds of personalities, you know, some with gusto, (laughs) like Peter, and maybe John was a little more measured and reserved, and, you know, those are all wonderful parts of the body of Christ. We each have a a different function. Amen. And you're you're helping us to laugh so much. I wanted to share one way that you've been such a huge blessing. Um, One thing is we love Ray Bentley's This Day, and 
back on September 1st. He had a prayer for our world. So if anybody has the book, they might want to go back since tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And the the verse is Luke 21, 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And then um, it has just such beautiful prayers for what's going on in the world. And and we all are just praying. And But thank you for emphasizing the importance to pray for the radio audience, too. We're spoiled. We have a wonderful church. And I, I'm going to share something real quick. Sure. Uh, we, we start Discipleship University at First Baptist downtown on Sunday night. It's from 5.30 to 7. But the Lord used that on a a class by June Hunt of Hope for the Heart Ministries. Uh When my husband first, um, in essence, he pushed me out of the home for my Christian faith, and it was on September 8th of 2019. And so that morning, as I left for church, his, his words were ringing in my ears. He said that his life would be better without me in it. So I said, Lord, what do I do? So I I, I just, it, first of all, it was such a wonderful sermon that morning by Dr. Jeffress. And that evening I did attend that first session of Discipleship University. And June Hunt and her staff, they were so wonderful. And, and so this um, this semester, there are many classes on, like, witnessing and, oh, it, the history of, you know, um, the Bible in Israel. There will be Jewish professors preaching and teaching. So I just wanted to say all that, that we as Christians, we have so much in the way of fellowship and resources, and um, I, I do not ever want to take anybody away from their own church. But if anybody needs, like, an incredible resource, um, firstdallas.org and then forward slash DU for Discipleship University, incredible free classes. Excellent. <laughs> so I can just share that. And thank you so much for everything you've done to encourage me. And do y'all please keep praying for Stan the man, my husband. We've been married 37 years. But these past, most of this past two years, we've been separated. And he's the only man I've ever had. And, you know, of course, the only one I want. But he needs the Lord Jesus. <laughs> so Amen. Thank you for letting me share that. You got it. Excellent job, by the way. You guys did fantastic. It was really, really good share. Good job. Thank you. Blessings. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank and you. And to Noel, too. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Excellent job by uh, Joanne. And I want to point something out, too. And this is something that will really surprise you guys. But one of the things that I brought to the uh, doctorate, which is, uh, uh, well, let's just say, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this part through. So we're using the radio element to to bring in the doctorate. But one of the things is I I actually, uh, it's only nine bucks, so don't get all excited or anything. But I, I purchased Discover One Another dot org and i i'm a person that has multiple church backgrounds okay jewish right baptist uh ordination pentecostal ordination so i'm one of those people that think 
I love the idea of what Joy just shared, and I really wish people would take it to her. You can go to First Baptist Church to use some of their resources without being a member of First Baptist Church. You can go there if you go to the Holy Roller, you know, we do nothing but jump up and down and fall in the spirit, you know, Pentecostal, you know, Church of uh, Dallas. If you go there, you can still go to First Baptist Church, get the resources that will help build the kingdom and participate. And consequently, if you or somebody who's in a Baptist church and you think, you know, I'd like to get some of these additional resources, or I'd like to fellowship with other places. There's nothing wrong with that. And anybody that tries to put up borders church to church doesn't understand at all what's going on. What's going on is that Jesus is building his body all the way across the board with all different personalities and all different mindsets as they seek to glorify and honor Jesus Christ in the things that they do. And different people do it in different ways, which is why you have one Israel but 12 tribes. And so there's nothing in error or wrong. You can visit another church. It's not blasphemy. It's an enthema. It's like, that's right. you can go visit any other church you want to. I personally, uh, in my relationship, I— have a relationship with the pastor of the church at Stillwater Community Church, which is much much more of a Baptist church, but I also check out all the other churches in there. I've been to about 18 churches in a 50-mile radius of where I live in four years. Why? Because it's the body of Christ. And some services were better. That is always how it's happened. Sometimes I would go to a service exactly where God wanted me at the moment for the message. It's like, wow, how cool is that? So don't be so uh, stupid. And there's nothing wrong with that. She, that was not in any way proselytization or anything like that. Be a person who can enjoy that. I mean, I have all kinds of friends and all kinds of people. I probably have uh, Christian friends that some of you might think, eh, Christian, eh. <laughs> Sometimes I think, eh. <laughs> But listen, this is what the Lord has brought into my universe. I'm trying to do the best that I can with it. But I'm, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody from being loyal or faithful to your church. You guys know better than that. You be loyal to your church. In fact, you give there first. That's my total commitment. I just believe that's absolutely correct. But be open to checking other churches. It's always good to have that experience. Those are the ones you tend to remember, just in case you're wondering. The last thing I want to bring up, and we'll close out uh, with this, and we'll just uh, skip the message, is the September 11th, so the book she was referencing is Pastor Ray's uh, This Day, which is a devotional book. And Ray's just one of my favorite uh, teachers. In fact, he's one of my favorite Old Testament teachers ever, because he just does a great job of communicating it. But one of the things that that he does is he talks about you know current issues, things that are going on. What took place 20 years ago was absolutely the the most uh, top five things in my life, I would think. And I've mentioned it before, and I'll just briefly mention it, that my wife and I, the only day I didn't go into work, we had a, a, a Christian investment firm that we were working working with, and what didn't go into work, and I sat down on the couch and I turned the TV. I never, ever, ever, ever do that, and that's when the whole uh, 9-11 thing was unfolding. And you knew that in the in the realm of the spirit, something intense was going on. And you, know, you kind of wish that the country would move back to that unifying place, because if you look at it 20 years later, we're much more divided than we've almost ever been. But we ought to, and we'll close the show out, pray for our country and for the people that were directly and then secondarily impacted by that. 
and pray for God's restorations and recoveries. Now, it's been 20 years, and you think, well, that doesn't have impact. Ridiculous. It still has impact all over. So let's just take the last minute. You know, I know you guys are busy. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, please. Thank you. Uh, but uh, we're just going to pray for our country and uh, for the people. So let's just do that real quickly. Father, we come before you right now, and we come to, before you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you for help from the Holy Spirit. And the first thing we ask you, Lord, is that you would not turn your face away from our country, but that you would turn your face towards our country. And we pray, Lord God, that you would invade on leadership of our country to have more of a reflection of you and less of a reflection of the flesh. We pray that the righteous would rise and shine. We pray that the wicked would fall to the way. And we pray for our country to learn that the best way forward is on our knees before you. We also pray for the people who have been impacted directly, indirectly, and as a nation because of the events that took place 20 years ago, Lord. It was intense. It was a really awkward time. It was a very tough time, hard to even laugh, hard to even breathe. But by your grace— We're still here 20 years later, and Lord, if we're going to make another 20 years, we're going to need even more of your grace. We pray for the people that were directly hurt and the hearts that were hurting and the hearts that are hurting, that you would bring healing into their lives and that everybody in this country would know that where our help comes from is the Lord. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72 and a half hour break. Then we'll be back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.